recognize any of these? These are some of the most famous Pixar scenes that almost everyone's familiar with. But what makes them so special? We sat down with Iman Abdurrazzaq, who's the lighting technical director at Pixar. I still remember like that first moment whenever the Pixar recruiter reached out to me. There's like this uh, saying at Pixar that goes, story is king. I would say like even like the stylistic kind of experimentations and like advancements kind of are also driven by the story. The intersection of technology and like animation and art was like kind of like the thing that created Pixar. Welcome to the Journey Towers podcast. I was born and raised in Texas. I went to school at Texas A&M University where I studied visualization. Um, it was kind of like a, like that program. It was kind of like a combination of animation, graphic design, and gaming, and you can choose like what route you wanted to specialize in. Uh, I also did animation. Um, but yeah, so then I graduated. I moved to Vancouver for about two years where I worked in the visual effects industry. Um, and then I moved to the Bay Area to work at Pixar as a lighting technical director. Um, so yeah, that's just like a short overall kind of summary. Nice. nice, that's so cool, yeah. So a lot of people have a dream job of like working at Pixar. So can you talk about how that happened, how that all went down? Yeah, so I feel like I kind of got really, really lucky overall, but um, I still remember like that first moment whenever the Pixar recruiter reached out to me. Um, it was like after I spent like a really long time uh, like like creating my, my website with like my portfolio and everything. And like, I like did like the cover letter, had like my sisters help me with the cover letter. Cause like, I kind of stink at writing, but, um, but yeah. So I like put a lot of effort into the application that I did. And then whenever I got that first email back, it was the recruiter asking me for like the code that I had like on the website. She wanted like the source code and stuff. Like, cause I was talking about like coding that I've done. Um, so I just remember like I was sitting like in studio uh, this is like my sophomore year of college um, and this was for the Pixar undergraduate program uh, so it was like a specific internship geared towards students who are like still in their undergraduate years um, and like kind of not exactly sure what they want to specialize in yet within the animation industry um, so it was kind of like it was like exactly what I needed at that time um, so like I just remember that first moment getting that email and just like freaking out it wasn't even like an interview like asking for an interview it was just like her asking me like for source code like or like to like follow up on like my application I was just like freaking out I'm just like oh my god they reached out to me <laughs> um, but yeah like my, I remember like my friends like freaking out with me because like they were with me I'm just like I got an email from Pixar mm. um, but yeah so I just uh, yeah I just remember that moment and uh, the Pixar undergraduate program in particular was kind of like the major thing that was kind of like a turning point for like that my entire kind of like path into the animation industry. Um, it kind of helped me solidify what I wanted to specialize in, which was lighting. And it, uh, it kind of like it was a major impact on how I kind of looked at my work going forward, kind of like understanding like what professional standard is kind of and like what industry standard is and like being like okay that's the goal that I kind of like need to reach going forward so awesome awesome that's really cool so could you tell us a little bit about how your childhood led you into animation were you interested in it when you were younger can you talk about that yeah so ever since I was a little kid it sounds kind of like corny to say this but I've like I've always been interested in art um and it's kind of funny like I remember 
when I was like super, super young, like still in elementary school, it was like first grade or something, and they were like asking everyone, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm just like, at the time, I'm just like, okay, I really like art, but I don't think I'm like a good enough artist to be an artist, so I'm going to be a cartoon artist. Mm. <laughs> um, so, and it's just kind of funny that it ended up kind of being like that, where it's just like, um, like I'm not like an artist, like illustrator or anything, but I'm like in the cartoon art realm, yeah. just like sticking true to what I said when I was like, six years old <laughs> um so yeah it just like so art classes was like something i took like all throughout elementary school middle school high school and then when i got to high school i kind of realized that like i really loved art but i also like um like i really like math and science were still like a big part of like what i liked as well and like i knew that going forward that i wanted to do something that utilized like not only my creative skills but also like my like problem solving and like and like technical skills as well. Um, so, you know, for I was actually considering architecture as well uh, because those like that's kind of like in the same realm as well, where it like utilizes both like design skills and also like problem solving as well, um, like with math and science. Um, so that was like a path that I like thought of as well. But I think the thing that kind of drew me towards animation in the long run was like, uh, well, one, it was just like. The aspect of it kind of being more fine art driven versus design driven because uh, architecture is kind of really like it is kind of really design based um, but animation it's like it's a little bit kind of like it feels more like like fine art based like drawing and painting kind of based um, and then the other thing was just like the storytelling aspect of just like the idea of being able to like even if like I didn't have like the particular skill set to like be a story uh, artist or like a like a, a writer or something like the ability to like kind of um, like be in that world and like supporting it with like whatever skills I had I thought was a uh, really um, like a really cool idea to pursue well that's really cool yeah so I noticed that on your portfolio you have like 2d animation 3d animation lighting shading sculpting all of that so what would you say is like your favorite thing to do and I, I know you work as like a lighting director but like what, I guess, how, did you just experiment with all of those and then just choose lighting? How did that work? Yeah, so a lot of that came from the uh, Pixar undergraduate program. Um, so within that program, that kind of like takes you through all aspects of the technical pipeline. Um, and in school too, I had like the opportunity of kind of just like working in like, like a little bit of everything within like the 3D animation pipeline. Um, and it was like kind of lighting that I ended up settling on. Uh, I also really like set dressing too, but I ended up doing lighting. But I think one of the big aspects that kind of drew me to lighting was just like how closely it was tied to kind of like color and like um, and like shading or like not shape, but like like shaping stuff that it kind of felt like when you're lighting, you're like almost painting. Um, I, I like like it's like with like a mouse and like placing lights and stuff and like or like placing like little. Like we, like, we call them, like, rods, like, place shadows and stuff sometimes. But um, it just, it felt, like, a lot like painting, like, going back to kind of, like, the roots that I had with, like, like drawing and painting skills and stuff. So, um, and also kind of, like, there's a lot of other aspects within the animation pipeline that are kind of more driven towards, like, time-based stuff. So, like, animation, it's, like, it's about, like, like, a, like it's, like, about how it's, like, movement and, like, how it's, like, moving in, like, a appealing way and stuff but with um like with lighting it's kind of uh like although like the camera is moving and stuff it kind of it's more kind of image based rather than like time and like movement based and I feel like that's kind of like um 
like what I, what I was more comfortable with and what I was like more interested in as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of some stuff that drew me towards lighting. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about how a character gets developed, like the making the process of making the character and how it gets to the movie? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I can talk a little bit about like the overarching kind of um, animation pipeline. So it all starts with the kind like the director like having an idea. And like they, uh, well, this is how it works at Pixar at least. So like they have like a like they have an idea and they pitch it to. Um, we have like a brain trust at Pixar, um, and like our creative like heads at Pixar. So like they pitch it, like they get feedback. They're just like, this is a cool idea. We love like the we love the like the heart of it, but we want to kind of change like the world around it, like uh, like the setting kind of stuff. So like they'll get like a few um, notes sometimes, and uh, and then like it'll be developed like to a pitch where they get the green light for it. And then like we have this thing called like the marble drop and that's when it's like the go ahead to like start production. Um, the marble drop is like whenever, um, it's like whenever they set like the release date pretty much. Um, and it's like like three, four years off. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's kind <coughs> of like the very beginning of it. And then they get started on like scripts and storyboarding. Um, and then uh, from then, they, they start doing art as well to kind of like the artists kind of uh, just present like drawings and paintings of like what this world might look like, what the characters would look like. Everything is kind of first mapped out through like the art department. And then once we get to the 3D production side, it's kind of based off of the storyboarding and the art. Um, so the 3D production has layout, uh, like the, or like, sorry, it starts off with assets. So assets create the characters, they create the sets, and that's all kind of like derived from um, like what the art is like, what art has given, and like it's, there's like a, there's also like a feedback loop with like the art director and the director and stuff. Sometimes like stuff gets like uh, tweaked and changed and stuff. Um, but yeah, so the assets create the characters in the, in the sets. And then it gets to shot production, like once the assets are in like a, a decent enough place. And shot production starts with layout. And they kind of create the scenes, they create the shots, they put the camera in there, they put like very, very base animation and like, um, and they, it's like kind of, it's namesake, it lays out the scene. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, animation gets in there, they do their thing. Um, there's other departments like, uh, like crowds, sim, effects, um, that like are kind of like shot dependent, uh, set dressing as well as like where they, it's like they have this like the, so like layout they'll have like the base set, but set dressing has like tons of like little, like small detailed props that they'll dress inside the set. So like, um, so like this table for example, um, or like this room would be like the set, but like all the tiny details like these mugs and like these like microphones yeah. and stuff will be like dressed in from um, like an appealing standard and like what makes it look like realistic and lived in. Um, and uh, yeah, then it gets to lighting, which is us. And we're kind of like towards the very, very end. Um, and it's so like, yeah, we, we go in there, we put the lights, we kind of make everything um, like lit in an appealing way. And also we follow uh, like color scripts as well, which is also from the art department. They kind of like, uh, set the mood and color for like major story points and like we like we're following um, kind of like the story in the sense that we need to like hit major like mood directions when it comes to like okay this is like a very like emotional dark scene we need it to be like emotional and like sh long shadows or whatever but
That's cool. Yeah, right. definitely. So you don't you normally you don't think of like when watching one of these movies that there's all these different steps to it. But you mentioned that you also the art uh, the lighting department takes care of color too, right? Mm-hmm. That's really cool because I've seen like a lot of things about like the whole emotional psychological part behind all of that and like how color grading really plays an important role. Like for example, for this podcast, we just go with like a standard, you know, make it look as neutral as possible to make it seem like you're watching someone in real life. But I'm sure in Pixar movies for different scenes. There's a lot that goes into that, so that's really cool. But I wanted to ask you about um, the storytelling and the powerful messages that Pixar films films are known for. Because especially storytelling, I think there's like a huge like one of the main things Pixar films are known for for is their storytelling. They have like the whole the 22 rules of storytelling, the Pixar pitch, and like all these different things that they've done. So can you talk a bit how about how that works and what role you play in that? Yeah, so like there's like this uh, saying at Pixar that goes, story is king. And it is kind of um, like story is like, at least at Pixar, it's not the same amongst like the entire animation industry, but like a lot of stake is put into story and like a lot of care is put into it as well to the point where it's like, um, like sometimes the story will be like changing all the way up until like, we're just like, okay, we're getting kind of close. We kind of need to get the story like settled now. Um, but uh, because like they put so much like uh, emphasis on story, like I think everyone kind of understands and like is um, like okay with like stories like changes last minute because just like if that's like what's best for the film, then like uh, then like we like we're all like we'll all work with it at the to like to make it kind of the best film that it can be. Um, and lighting in particular, um, yeah, I kind of like mentioned a little bit with like how color and um, like takes a big plate, like a big part of like how you can perceive a story. Um, like, uh, like I'm just thinking of like one shot that I worked on in Turning Red um, is when uh, like the mom kind of like goes underneath like May's bed and like she finds like all the stuff she's been hiding from her and like <laughs> like the whole like overarching theme of it was like to keep it really like, really red and saturated because like the like the director kept saying like this is like her secret den of sin. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was just um it's just like so funny how um like we'll get notes that actually kind of like tie directly back to the story and like how like the audience should be feeling when they're watching it. Um uh, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. So uh, another question we had was, so Pixar, you know, usually when you think of a Pixar movie, you think of like this unique style that they have like for Toy Story and for Incredibles and all that type of stuff. However, there's like new technologies coming out, right? I know like, I think Disney developed some kind of technology for hair. Mm. Like for when they were animating hair, they had to develop that like a whole new technology for that. Yeah, so, that was for Brave. Yeah. So how does how does Pixar maintain its like original style and keep the style that it has while also adapting and using those new technologies. Can you touch on that? Yeah, it's cool because it kind of like ties with the story thing too, where a lot of these new technologies are kind of just like, um, they go hand in hand with like each project. So like there'll be a new project where it's kind of like this type of like style would be like really cool to like, like that like matches like with this kind of story. So it's kind of, um, I would say like even like the stylistic kind of, uh, experimentations and like um advancements kind of are also driven by the story like with like turning red for example is like really highly influenced by anime um so like we would get like a lot of a lot of our references would be from like sailor moon um just like other types of like different anime out there sailor moon was like a really big one um like for like the nighttime stuff in particular 
we were uh, like we were trying to like there's like these like little anime bubbles kind of thing and like that we were trying to um, emulate. So um, yeah, a lot of it is kind of just project by project base. Um, but like I think one aspect of still kind of staying true to the Pixar style is just kind of the like we we still do like sequels and stuff too. So like we'll still have like projects that are just like kind of tie back to like the OG Pixar like Toy Stories. Like we still have like Toy Stories and stuff. And um, like currently like I'm working on like Inside Out too. So like we're kind of going back to Inside Out. Uh, so it's kind of like it's interesting where it's like we'll get chances to kind of explore more like when we have like new original stories that like feed the purpose of the story but then uh we're still kind of staying true with like our like our sequels and like um ties back to like original mm. pixar days <laughs> that's cool yeah so you mentioned you're working on uh inside out too so are there any behind the scenes aspects of like working at pixar and just things that you think the audience would be interested in? Yeah, so there's this like one really cool thing that's kind of like a perk of working at Pixar. Um, so so before, like this is part of the process, like while they're still storyboarding and while they're still writing the script, um, they don't get in the actual voice actors and actresses like while they're still working on stories. So what they have, they have like employees at Pixar, like they do scratch recordings. Um, so like I've gotten the chance to kind of do some scratch on Inside Out too. Um, I've been doing it on other some like other films that are not announced yet, but um, that's just kind of like a really fun, cool perk that I've like discovered as like a second kind of like passion that I've like laid on. I'm just like, oh, cool! Like voice acting is so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's just one kind of like cool thing that's behind the scenes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. So as a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Have you faced any challenges while you're working at Pixar, or could you touch a little bit about how your faith and work-life balance relate? Yeah, so alhamdulillah, I feel like I haven't run into like that many problems in the animation industry in particular or at Pixar. Um, I have had like kind of narrow misses when I was in the uh, visual effects uh, uh, industry because visual effects is kind of like a little bit more like you can end up working on like any film and like sometimes films can have like some pretty like explicit haram stuff um but like at times I like I just got lucky to where like I was never asked to work on anything that was like like against like my own values and stuff um so yeah I think I just like kind of got lucky where I haven't ran into too many struggles and it's almost like the like especially like work like working at in the animation industry working at Pixar it's like almost the opposite where like I'll feel more comfortable being able to um like uh, kind of like express like whatever I like like for like prayer for example like I didn't um, like I didn't have any like issues I would just like went up to like the wellness person and just like where can I pray and then she's like oh, we have like a yoga room that would be perfect I'm just like oh that's awesome so because it's kind of like uh, the studio kind of puts a lot of emphasis on diversity and inclusion and stuff and um, particularly like because like we work in story there's like a big emphasis on like making sure that um, like people's of, like different people of like um, from different religions, different backgrounds and stuff, they all kind of feel uh, welcome and like have like a say in, um, in the like in the storytelling process. So we also have uh, studio resource groups. Um, so that's kind of part of like the diversity and inclusion initiative. Um, these studio resource groups, uh, we have one for 
like we call like it's called Pixwana. It's like Southwest Asia, North Africa. Um, so we're kind of like a resource anytime they have questions like on any characters in particular. Like we got some questions like with hijabi characters, background characters, just like is this like kind of the correct, is this how it should be looking or like do you guys have any feedback? It's um, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, if anything, it's kind of like more like rewarding working in the animation industry. That's really cool. So religion hasn't been a challenge for you. That's really cool. But have there been any challenges that you have faced throughout like working at Pixar and even your early life, your, your journey, like what were some challenges that you faced that? Yeah, so this was um, like, I'm really like the experience that I had as a uh, like being in the Pixar undergraduate program. Like I was like really grateful for that experience, but that also came like with like some of like the biggest challenges I um, kind of faced in terms of just like uh, like self-worth kind of stuff where it's just like I don't know if like I'm good enough to like uh, like join these people and um, there was like a lot of moments where I kind of like had like a lot of issues like with um, like feeling like I didn't like belong like like in terms of like my skill set and stuff um, so but like I think like probably like the biggest thing that I learned while I was there is kind of just understanding that like even if like you feel like you're not where you're at like where you want to be currently it's like everything's kind of just like a learning process and I took that experience as like rather than kind of like feeling frustrated that like I'm not good enough compared to all these other people uh it's like I kind of saw it as like an opportunity to learn from everyone else instead and like see it as like an opportunity to grow from um so yeah that's kind of uh yeah that's like one kind of like challenge that I'd, I face and I've been trying to like yeah like it's like a constant learning process that I try to keep in mind. MashaAllah, that's awesome. Uh, so a question I had, so ele- Elemental, right? Yeah. That's the new upcoming, uh, or it came out, right? Yeah, it came Elemental. out this weekend. <laughs> so could you talk a little bit about what makes that film unique and what audiences can look forward to when they watch it? Yeah, it's, I really liked it. I didn't work on it. And so like the first time I watched it, it was like um, during like our, uh, like we, we have like rap, uh, like film rap parties and like with like a screening and stuff. And so like that was the first time I watched it and I was just like surprised by like how much I like ended up loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one kind of cool thing that like I thought was pretty unique to that film. Um, so like one of the, like one of my coworkers in the lighting department, she was saying that the the director, Peter Sohn, um, he was like really, uh, like he wanted to hear like people's experiences so let me back up a little bit so like the film is um like the film is kind of centered around like there's a couple of main themes one theme is uh about how uh like Peter Stone he just like uh he saw it as like an opportunity like to think about his uh like his immigrant parents and like how much they sacrificed for him and um like how like how you like deal with like those kind of like um like almost like the weight of feeling like like how can I give back to like my parents, um, and then it's also like there's also like a it's like a rom com thing so like there's like interracial like an interracial relationship so um, the or like that's like what it kind of ties back to but so like the what he asked like people in the studio is just like okay I want people to come to me with like their stero- like their stories from like immigrant like parents and also interracial interracial relationships and like how that plays and just like hear about different story like stories like throughout the studio and um one of my coworkers she was saying like how like she told her story about like um how like she had like a interracial marriage and like she was talking about like uh 
like whenever like the story that she told actually she can like see it directly related on screen and like how the story played out um and i just thought that was really really cool how he like took the time to hear from different people's stories and like took that into account into like the movie nice that's really cool yeah so I wanted to ask you, you know, how we mentioned that there was like, there's been a lot of rise in technology and whatever we talked about how Pixar has kept its, its iconic style. But I wanted to ask you what you think the, you know, the intersection of like art and technology, it's been evolving a lot, especially in with AI, the rise of AI and all of that. So where do you see it in the upcoming years? Like, where do you see it helping? Where do you see it like kind of not taking away jobs, but maybe making things easier and like causing a bit of issues, especially like in Pixar, like with animation and all of that. Yeah, um, so it's kind of interesting because like Pixar is kind of like in particular has kind of been like, um, like the, the history that it has with it, it was kind of like at the forefront. It used to be like in the, in the like whenever it first started, um, it started as like off as like a hardware company and then like they uh, like selling hardware and like they like, it was like the intersection of technology and like animation and art was like kind of like the thing that created Pixar. Um, so it's kind of interesting kind of seeing how like this technology has evolved and like different um, questions and like like how we can like use it and stuff. Uh, with AR in particular, I feel like one really cool thing, I like there's like this thing where you could just, um, you can type in like whatever you want to see and like AI will like spit out an image. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, like, like for example, like that could be like really cool reference. Like, uh, like whenever we're doing, um, like we have like these daily walkthroughs for like our department, like we're get where we're getting feedback on like the work that we're doing, like daily work. Um, and so sometimes like our uh, like our supervisor, like the director of photography or um, or like the uh, animation supervisor will give a note. Or um, but like and I feel like it could just be like an easy thing where you just like type in like an AI thing, just like we're instead of like trying to describe exactly what you want. You could just type it into AI and be like, hey, this is like what I'm thinking for like this direction of the shot. Um, so I feel like it could be a, like a really cool resource. Um, in terms of challenges, um, I don't know, like, I, I haven't seen anything in particular where like AI has like made an animated thing yet. <laughs> um, like they'll, I feel like I've seen like stuff where they take like, uh, like a compilation of different images and it kind of plays together. But um, yeah, I don't like, like I don't see it as like a threatening thing. I just feel like it's kind of like a cool resource. Um, mm. Yeah. Nice, that's cool. So you have a positive like outlook on AI. That's interesting. So I wanted to ask you something that came to mind. Um, you mentioned like the director of photography. So how is the roles in Pixar different from let's say like an actual movie studio? You know, you have these like terms and stuff, but how do they differ from like a real movie studio? Yeah, so, um, it's interesting. I think um, so. Like for a like a film, like a live action film, they'll usually have a director of photography, and it's just like one director of photography. But like one thing that's different with um, animation or like with Pixar, they have two directors of photography. One is for camera, one is for lighting. Um, so uh, that's one difference. Um, and there is like like I haven't worked in live like actual like film live action. I've worked in uh, visual effects. Um, but like I've heard, like uh, I kind of just like recently heard some, like hearing from like there was like an intern uh, who I was talking with like last summer who was who like worked in like live action a little bit, 
and like he was interested in lighting um and i was just like hearing from him like how so much is like tied to the animation like what we um like there's gaffers like we have like like a gaffer is kind of like a technical term that we have like in like our 3d software where it's just like each like little like lighting adjustment we do is like with the gaffer node but like in live action a gaffer is like actually someone who like moves the lights or like a person um so it's just like there's so many terms that like tie back to live action that we kind of just like stolen <laughs> um and just yeah. like use for ourselves uh but yeah it's like it was yeah i just remember like hearing all the different live action terms and like how different it is but also the same uh because it's like it's so much like more physical labor <laughs> in live action but like in uh 3d we just like click buttons and it's all good all right rapid fire <laughs> Favorite Pixar film? All right, I don't have one favorite Pixar film. I have the top three. It's Inside Out, Coco, and Wall-E. Those are my top three. Okay. I can't choose between those three. <laughs> nice. Can't make me. <laughs> What's the favorite uh, Pixar scene you've actually worked on? Um, I want to say there is like a scene in Turning Red um, where like the pandas are like uh, like the aunts are like, like like turning into pandas and it's like a big poof thing. That was fun. It was like a like slow mo kind of like. Roar kind of thing. It was cute. That's cool. <laughs> if, so if you were going to make a Pixar movie yourself, what would the story be about and why? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, um, I feel like it would be really, really cool to have, like, um, like, a, like, a main Muslim character, you know? Like, we haven't done that yet. I mean, there's, like, Aladdin, but it's, like, it's, like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I feel like that would be really neat. Um, and, like, and not even, like... Like I, I like my kind of take on it was like it, it would be like a, like really cool to have Muslim representation and kind of have like a story that's like a little bit more, um, like not like uh, like easy like still easy to understand from like a wider audience. So where it's just kind of just like um, like even just like a like a daily life kind of like like Muslim going through their life kind of thing. Um, yeah. Nice. That's cool. So getting a bit technical technical here. What's your favorite software for animation in general? Uh, we work in, um, like, so there's two big softwares that we work in. It's called uh, Katana and Nuke. They're both by the Foundry. Um, Katana is for, like, the 3D portion of it, and Nuke is for, like, compositing. Um, I really, really like Nuke. It's like, uh, it's, like, a really fast way to, like, iterate on stuff because, like, you don't have to, like, wait too long for renders and stuff. And, like, it's all node-based, so it's kind of just, like, a lot. Like, I, I find, like, the, like, figuring out, like, how to... Like the process of like figuring out how to like get things like to look the way you want it to look with like the notes kind of just like a fun little puzzle sometimes so i just thought of one so you know how pixar sometimes they hide like little um like easter, oh, easter, easter eggs, eggs. Yeah. yeah like what's your favorite like easter egg oh there's so many one of the shots i actually worked on i didn't even notice there was an e oh. easter egg until like later on there was like a pizza planet truck and like um in one of the shots that i was working on i'm just like oh my god i'm working on an easter egg shot <laughs> um but yeah there's like there's a lot i think the pizza planet is probably truck is probably one of my favorites there's like there's like a pizza planet truck in like almost all the oh. films <laughs> but like the one i the shot that i worked on was in turning red when oh. um may is like running through the streets she like runs past like a pizza planet truck <laughs> that's cool yeah so not really rapid fire but can, can you share any like upcoming projects that or any cool things that Pixar is working on obviously without giving away too much information that you'd be willing to share yeah so like I can kind of like share the stuff that's already been really like announced um, so like I'm working on Inside Out 2 um, Elio's came and coming out after Elemental 
Um, so I also worked on this show that's coming out on Disney Plus called uh, uh, Win or Lose. Um, so that's like the first, it's going to be like the first like long series show um, that Pixar has done. So that was pretty fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Toy Story 5 got announced too, which was kind of funny, but that's like f- way far out. It's just funny that they announced it because it's like still far out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the what I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So um, are there any challenges in your life or any experiences that you, uh, you know, went through that, for example, changed you as a person or changed your direction? Um, I would say like, Maybe like one big challenge that I've kind of had was like the like the the kind of like grabbing on the idea that it's like okay to like stumble and like make mistakes as like you go along with life kind of thing. Um and uh yeah, I just um I think that is like something that's like kind of just like an overarching challenge that like like the idea of like like accepting that it's okay to like uh like make mistakes and kind of struggle through things, but kind of also realizing like there's beauty in that as well. Um, nice, that's awesome. That's really cool. So again, not really rapid fire, but is there any story, like funny story that comes to your mind or just any interesting quick short story that comes to your mind from your working at Pixar all those years? Um, there's like, I have like, there's like fun stories with like the scratch recording stuff that I've done. Um, there's like, so like there's been like a few villain characters where uh <laughs> where like where like you kind of have to like yell and scream and that's just like <laughs> it's just like such a stress reliever but at this like and it's like it's just kind of like funny to kind of like act like a villain sometimes and then like I got one comment one time afterwards she's like yeah you're like your voice is like so great for it. it's like so unhinged and I'm just like thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. um but yeah so there's just been like so much like fun moments with like all the scratch recordings and um, yeah and like the people at Pixar too like the there'll be like tons of jokes sometimes like my director of photography right now is just like just like a really funny person and nice. um, he'll make fart jokes and like it's, it's great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So uh, looking forward, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Um, I'm probably gonna keep doing what I'm doing, <laughs> just like because uh, I, I like I do like where I am at Pixar and stuff, and um, I am um, like I'm currently kind of like on like a like I'm kind of being mentored right now. It's like for like a leadership position, so like uh, maybe down the line I might see myself like being in like a lead position. Um, but yeah, other than that, I kind of I want to stay where I am because I like it. Nice. That's cool, yeah. So let's say there's someone who's interested in going into the animation industry. What would you recommend to them? What would be like the main points you would tell them? Um, looking at other people's work, I think, is really, really helpful. I think that was kind of like one of the biggest uh, like things that helped me when I was trying to like develop my own kind of style and stuff is just like kind of seeing what other people are doing. And um, like it's it's kind of funny like art like people say like art you have to be like creative and unique but I feel like so much of art is just like taking what other people are doing and just kind of like doing like mm-hmm. trying, making it your own thing. Um, so uh, but it's also helpful with like technical skills too because like um, if you like look online there's like a lot of people who like will put breakdowns of like what they're doing that's such like a helpful like useful like thing to learn from other people just like seeing how they've done it and like um, like. Yeah, just like learning from other people. So. Nice. That's yeah. really cool. So 
if there was, in a few words, any, any listener or audience member watching today, if you could give them some points or key takeaways that they could take away from this podcast, what would they be? Yeah, so kind of like really being into storytelling as a, like in general as a person. Um, one thing that I kind of like, like one thing that I'm kind of like reflected on one time, I was like, I was like going through like a difficult time. And then like afterwards I looked back on it. I'm just like, you know what? That would make such like a funny, like fun story or like a, like a cool dramedy kind of thing. And it's just, um, it's just kind of like realizing that like a law is like the best of like all storytellers. And then I think a lot of times like whenever like you're hyper focused on like a particular situation or like struggle, I feel like it's just like so helpful, like even if you can't in the moment, but just to like take a step back and like look at it from a bigger picture and kind of realizing that like, like the overarching picture is like beautiful and like something you can really appreciate.